once again to Mark chapter 9, verse 23. We're ministering on believing as a gift from God. Why? God is working on our believer, folks. Why? Because there's so much he's trying to get to you. But he has to get you to believe. And you have people that have stopped believing. Come on, say amen. Now the devil tried to shut me down last week. But we have something for him this week. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Under the choir, had to suffer for that air conditioner being off, but we had to have it off this time. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We're going to go over some things. Amen. Again. And you're going to hear clearly today. And you're going to hear clearly today. And don't be concerned about hearing it again because mature believers know. Mature believers know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So once again, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And I, and I don't, I truly believe not most people even went over the scriptures that I went over last week anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. I said most of the people. Now, if you put yourself in that category, that's a different story now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because most people do not go over the scriptures. Therefore, they don't receive what God wants them to receive because they hear it one time and think they got it. You never get anything one time. Some things you got to hear over and over and over again. And sometimes about the hundredth time you heard it, it clicks. <laughs> Glory to God. Once again, Hebrews 11:6. we read, you know, we always concentrate on the faith portion of the scripture. And we know faith is important. But it doesn't just talk about faith. Let's read it again. He said, without what? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must what? Believe. Must what? Believe. Must believe. Isn't that what we're talking about? Amen. Must believe that he is and that he is a what? Reward. Rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So in order to receive the rewards, not only is faith involved, but believing is also involved. Amen. It says when you come to God for something, you must believe that he is. Let me say it again. You must believe that he is. Well, how can you have faith in a God that you don't believe in? In order for your, for your faith to work, in order for your faith to work, you have to believe. So is believing important? Amen. Yes, again, is believing important? Amen. It's the power of faith and belief is what brings you to rewards. I have to what? Believe. I have to what? Believe. And once again, this is a mindset. Amen. Come on. Believing must become a habit. It has to be what? Habitual. Because why? Because our faith, somebody say our faith. Our faith is insisting on possessing that possession, but your faith needs you to believe. Let me say that again. Our faith is insisting on possessing that possession, but your faith needs you to what? To believe. 
you got to start believing. Tell your neighbor, you got to start believing. Why? Our scripture text, all things are possible to those who what? Believe. Turn to Galatians 3.22. Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. And it reads, but the scripture has concluded all under what? Sin. Then it says that the what? That the what? That the promise by what? Faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that what? That believe. Once again, we see both faith and believe mentioned. See, the promise by faith is given to them that who? That him that who? Them that believe. So I have to believe before I can, have, before I can receive by faith. I'm saying it again. I have to believe before I what? Can receive by faith. Come on, do you see the connection? Go to 1 Peter 2, 7 once again. So I have to what? Believe before I can what? Receive by faith. There's a connection there. Tell your neighbor there's a connection there. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7. Read that again. Said unto you, therefore, which what? Do I have any believers in this room? So anybody working on their believing? He says, unto you, therefore, which what? Believe. It says he is what? Precious. But unto them which, are, which be what? Disobedience. The stone which the builders disallowed, the same as made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were what? Appointed. But I'm going to read that from the Living Bible. Living Bible reads, Yes, he is very precious to you who believe. He's very precious to you who believe. He's very precious to you who what? Who believe. And to those who reject him, well, the same stone that was rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone, the most honored and important part of the building. And the scripture also say, he is a stone that some will stumble over and the rock that will, become, that will make them fall. They will stumble because they will not listen to God's word nor obey it. And once again, you won't obey what you don't believe. Let me say it again. You won't obey what you don't believe. Come on, you know that with your kids. You know that yourself. Come on, if you don't believe it, you're not going to obey it. Come on. And then it says, and so this punishment must what? Follow that they will fall. And once again, people fall not because of the devil. They fall because they stop believing. Let me say it again. They stop what? Believing. And it says he's precious to those who what? Believe because why? Because the gift of believing will cause their faith to insist on possessing the possessions that they're standing in faith for. Let me say it again. That's a mouthful. Come on. He's precious to those who, who believe because why? The gift of believing will cause their faith to insist on possessing the possessions they're standing in faith for. But first you have to what? Believe. Turn to Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. First, you have to what? Believe. Turn to 
See, I want to get ahead of myself, but I'm holding myself back. Because I'm getting ready to say something, but I said, no, nah, that's a hit. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this cause also think we God without what? Ceasing. Because why? When, we, when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it was, but it is in truth the word of what? The word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that what? Well, who was the word working effectually in? And those that, and those that, so God is working on your believer. Say, I am believer. Now get this in your spirit. You're not like everyone else. Say it again. You're not like everyone else. You're not like everyone else on your job. You're not like everyone else in your line of business. Come on, are you getting this? You're not like everyone you sit down and have lunch with. You're not like everyone in your family that definitely don't understand you, won't understand you. Come on, say amen, somebody. And you're definitely not like everyone else in your school. Teenagers. Why? Because you have the ability to believe God for things they can't even comprehend. That sets you apart. Tell your neighbor, that sets me apart. And God is saying, start believing me for the impossible. Come on, say, I'm going to start believing God for the impossible. In other words, God is stretching you. Come on, he's doing what? Say, he's stretching me. And once again, he said, I'm not asking you to pay for it. I'm just asking you to what? Believe for it. Once again, Mark 16, 15, turn there. What does Jesus say in Mark 16, 15? And he said unto them, Go ye into what? All the world. And what? Preach the gospel to every creature. And we know faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. He said, go do what? He said, go preach the word. Go what? Preach the word. Now when that word is preached, what happens? Faith cometh. Faith what? Cometh. Amen. But then he makes a statement in verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be what? Damned. Once again, is there faith in the word? Yes. Is there power in the word? Yes. But yet Jesus said, he that believeth the word that you preach shall be saved, but he that believeth not the word that you preach shall be what? Damned. So the word can go forth with much power. There's enough faith and power in the word to change circumstances. Come on, to change, come on, situations and change whatever you're dealing with or going through. But the word does nothing for you if you don't believe. If you don't what? Believe. Look at verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that what? Believe. In my name or authority, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall what? Recover. Listen, no devils will be cast out. 
You will not speak with new tongues. You will not be protected by any deadly things. And those that you lay hands on will not recover if you don't believe. For all those things that happen, you have to what? Believe. You have to believe that I have faith to do these things. If I don't believe, my faith is no use to me. Come on, say amen, somebody. So you can have faith and not believe. And that's where a lot of people are once again. They're swerving down. They have faith. But nothing's happening. They can quote scripture backwards and forward and nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. Well, what's the problem? Because we know faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, I can hear and I can hear and I can hear and I can hear, but I still have to believe what I'm hearing. Does that make sense to anybody? I still have to what? Believe what I'm hearing. Look at John 3, 14 again. Because we start looking at scriptures talking about believing. And they're all through the New Testament. Jesus constantly talks about believing. John 3, 14. Once again, we all know these, these, this passage of scripture. Even sinners know this part of the scripture. Amen? But yet they don't believe. John 3, 14 said, As Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be what? Lifted up. Then he says, And whosoever what? Believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Eternal life. So I can talk to you all day about eternal life, but what is your part? You have to what? Believe. Because he said, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Amen. And then we all know John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son, but then he qualifies. And whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Everlasting life. So what do you have to do? Believe. believe. Only those that will believe have what? Eternal life. Question again, are there those that don't believe? Come on, are there those that don't believe? Yes. Will they have everlasting life? No. Why? Because everlasting life has to be received by believing. Has to be what? Received by what? Believing. Look at verse 18. And he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he is not what? Because he is not what? Believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In other words, the word was preached to them. And there was enough power in that word to free them from condemnation. But if they don't believe what they hear, what does it say? They are condemned already because why? Because they believed not. He has to get you to believe what he says in order for faith to come. Let me say it again. He has to get you what? To believe what he says in order for what? Faith to come. And once again, you can argue and argue to someone about the word, and some of y'all argue too much to people. And you're not getting anywhere. Amen? You can argue and argue. But if they don't truly believe that the Bible is God's word, or they get that saying that it was only written by man, so we don't have to take it as, God, as, a, as God's final authority, come on, say amen, somebody. They are not going to receive anything you say because they don't 
believe. So what happens? You're wasting your time. Because they first have to believe that God's word is true. And they got to believe that God's word is final authority. If they don't believe that, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Come on, say amen, somebody. So stop arguing with people about the word. You ain't got time to be dealing with that. Amen. Look at John 3.36. It says, He that believeth on the Son of God has what? He that believeth on the Son has what? He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God, what? Abideth in him or on him. What's the determination as whether or not I have eternal life? I have to what? I have to what? Believe. But I want you to see something here. Because I looked up the word, amen, life in the Greek. In the Greek, that word life here says, he that believes on the Son has everlasting life. I looked up the word life, and it's from the Greek word zoe. Somebody say zoe. And it means absolute fullness of life. It means life real and genuine. A life, listen to this, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God. Let me get this definition in you real quick again. It means absolute fullness of life. It means life real and genuine. It means a life active and vigorous, devoted, devoted to God. And this really ministered to me because why? It answers some questions that I had concerning people that say they're Christians. And why they respond to the things of God like they do. It says, he that believeth on the Son has what? Everlasting life, or zoe, or life as God has it. In other words, it says they have absolute fullness of life. See, to have absolute fullness of life means I have everything God desires for my life without question. But it also said they're also, they also are real and they're genuine and they have a life active and vigorous, devoted to God. This is to those who truly believe. That's what it says here. But yet, we have a lot of people who say they believe and you can't get them to do anything for the Lord. I'm preaching good. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they'll swear up and down that they are a believer. But they do nothing to indicate that what they say they believe in. I know it's going to get quiet around this time. They don't live a life active and vigorous, devoted to God. For some, you barely know that there are believers. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. And that answer the question that had concerned a lot of people. And the problem lies in their belief. The problem lies what? In their belief. They say they believe, but they don't truly believe. Okay. John 5, 24. 
Because don't you wonder about people sometimes? You know, God will always answer your questions in the word. Come on, say amen, somebody. John 5, 24. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that what? He that what? Hear my word and what? Believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from what? Death unto life. There's our word Zoe again. They'll pass from death unto the absolute fullness of life. Life real and genuine, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God. He says, he that hear my word and believeth on him that sent me. Because why? The person that sent me, the only words I'm saying is what he tells me to say. Amen. So he that, believe, he that hear my word must what? Believe. Come on. See, they not only hear the word, but believe the word they hear. Therefore, they receive Zoe life. Amen. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. Come on, say somebody, that's, that's me. So I can hear the word. I can hear the word. And some people go to churches today. They hear the word, but they don't believe the word that they're hearing. Therefore, they don't live in the Zoe life God has already made available for them to live in. Does that make sense to anybody? So I have to work on my truly believing. Say, I believe. Come on, say, I believe. And we looked at an example of what I'm talking about in John 11:21, 21. Amen. And once again, we know the account of Lazarus, how he had died, and Jesus was on his way to raise him from the dead, and Martha met him. Amen. I hope we don't have any Marthas in the room. Glory to God. You know, busy Martha, you know, was complaining about Mary sitting at Jesus' feet, and Martha was busy cleaning the house and doing all the cooking. Amen. And she came to Jesus and said, why don't you tell her to do something? <laughs> Amen. She didn't like Jesus' answer, though. Amen. And Jesus said, listen, she chose the better part. She's where she's supposed to be. Some of y'all are too busy. And not at the foot of Jesus. That was free. That went in my scripture. John 11, 21. <laughs> then said Martha unto Jesus, amen, Lord, if thou hadst been this, Martha reminds me of Peter. <laughs> Always getting her mouth in trouble. Come on, say amen. So I guess that's the, that's the female side of Peter. <laughs> so we have Peter and we have Martha. Come on, amen. God's equal, God is an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> John eleven twenty one. 21. Then Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will what? Give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, he said unto her, come on, when Jesus speaks, there's power coming out of his word, right? He said unto her, thy brother, then might, shall rise again. Because why? Jesus only said what he heard his father say. So this was God speaking to Martha saying, listen, your brother shall rise again. Now, there was enough power in that word to raise her brother from the dead. But she has to what? Believe what he said. But notice her response once again. Verse 24, Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Well, hey, we're not talking about the resurrection right now. Come on. 
resurrection sometime in the future. Come on, say amen, somebody. So she's not really hearing what he's saying. Come on, now, have you ever talked to somebody and they're not really hearing what you're saying? Doesn't that frustrate you? Because they'll come back and ask you the same question again. And say, I just explained all that to you. Evidently, you wasn't. <laughs> you were hearing, but you weren't hearing what I was saying. So she wasn't really hearing what he was saying. He just said, what? Listen, Martha, your brother shall rise again. What was happening? Once again, Jesus was talking. Oh, she was talking future. And Jesus was talking now. Then verse 25 says, Jesus said unto her, he said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, the word life is Zoe. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. In other words, Martha, do you know who I am? Martha, hush, I am the resurrection. And I'm standing before you right now. I am life, and I'm standing before you right now, not in the future. Anything or anything, anything or anyone that's dead comes around me, they shall live again. Why? Because I am Zoe. I give them life as God sees it or has it. And verse 26, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Then he asked her, believeth thou this? Do you believe this, Martha? Do you truly believe it? Do you believe what I just said? And she said unto him, our female, our female version of Peter, Yeah, Lord, I believe. What do you believe? I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the Word. She never said she believed in what he just said. All she said is what? I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. But that's not what he asked her. He said, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that he that believe in me, though he were dead, yet, yet shall he live? Do you believe that whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die? Do you believe this? That's what he asked her. What did he do? He spoke the word. And there was power in that word because it was coming from God himself, but yet she did not truly believe what he was saying. Verse 38. So how do we know that? Look what happens in verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, came into the grave, and it was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Come on. Take away what? The stone. Now we know he's talking. To Martha's standing right there, right? Amen, the same Martha. And then it says, take, he says, take away the stone. And Martha, amen, the Peter, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. And he's been dead for four days. He just told her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He just told her, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. But she's saying, Lord, it's too late. This is beyond your ability. He's been dead for four days. If they take away that stone, he's going to blow all of us away just from the smell. His body got to be decaying by now. Come on, say amen, somebody. And once again, that's what some of us and some of you have been saying, even though you say you have faith. Even though you say you believe. And once again, you have dropped some things because you haven't seen no manifest in four days. You haven't seen no manifest in weeks. You haven't seen no manifest in years. And for some of you, you haven't seen no manifest in decades. And by this time, it stinketh. It's so dead. You don't even think about anything that God told you anymore. And because it didn't come to pass in your timing, You dropped it. And you got in your heart that it's not going to happen. You stop believing. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. And once again, Jesus says, it's saying to you, he's saying to you like he told the mother, I am the what? The resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though whatever was dead, yet shall it live. And whosoever liveth and abideth in me, whatever I showed you shall never die. Why? Because once again, he's not limited to your time clock. Or when you think it should happen. All he needs you to do and all you need to do is to continue to believe. Somebody say, I believe. And then he's saying the same thing to you as he said to her. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou would what? That if thou would believe, thou shalt see the what? Glory of God. And God is saying to some of you once again, don't give up on what I showed you in that vision or dream. Don't give up on what I showed you in my word concerning your situation. And the things you're dealing with right now. Don't give up on what I told you personally in your heart. Because why? Because if you just keep believing, he said, you shall see the glory of God bring whatever I told you and whatever I showed you, it's going to bring it to pass. You shall see the power of God show up in your situation. If you just keep the gift of believing, activate it. Somebody say, I got to keep believing. Look at verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where, where, where the dead was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me, what? Always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may what? That they may what? Believe that thou hast sent me. And once again, most of the signs and wonders and miracles that you see, he does them to get you to believe 
Believe what? Believe that his word is true. That you can stand on his word, folks. Amen. He doesn't want you to live off the signs. He doesn't want you to live off the wonders. He doesn't want you to live off the miracles. He wants you to live off his word. He wants you to believe in his word because why? If you believe in his word, faith will come and it'll bring the miracles. It'll bring the signs. It'll bring the wonders. It'll bring you everything you need because why? Faith insists on possessing possessions. But he needs you to believe the word. Look at verse 43. And when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, what? Come forth. And he that was dead, what? Came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, what? Loose him and let him go. Whatever you thought was dead, God is telling you again, it's coming back to life. If you just believe. Let me say it again. Whatever you thought was dead is coming back to life if you just believe. It may be still wrapped in grave clothes. But Jesus is telling the devil, loose them and let it go because my people believe. Do I have any believers in the room? But look at verse 45. Then many Jews which came to, came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, they what? They what? Believed on him. Remember that's what he said, said about the Father in verse 42 when he said, And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may what? Believe that thou hast what? Sent me. What was, what was Jesus always working on? And what's God always working on? Your believer. See, they had to believe that he was sent from the Father with a word from the Father. Signs will follow them that what? Believe. When people see the gift of believing working in your life, they too will start believing. They got to see you believe first. A lot of times we're going around preaching something we don't even believe ourselves. And you can't get someone to believe in something you don't truly believe in yourself. You have to what? Believe. God needs you to believe. Why? So he can get others around you to what? Believe. Say, I believe. Once again, turn to John 14, 8. Come on, are you getting it this time? You can hear me clearly, right? Okay. John 14, 8. Where it says, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. We want to see something. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has what? Seen the Father. And I'll say it thou then, show us the Father. No, he said, Philip, how long you been walking with me? But yet you're still asking me questions like this. All this time you've been coming to church. All this time you've been praying. All this time you've been reading your B-I-B-L-E. And you're still questioning your faith in me? Notice what Jesus questions in verse 10. He said, Believest thou 
Not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the what? Works. Listen, he's questioning whether or not he what? Believes. Even though he's seen Jesus do mighty miracles and signs and wonders, Philip's seen the works. But he says, do you believe? Then verse 11 says, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else, at least believe me for what you see. Believe me for the what? Very works sakes. If you don't, or, and listen, if you don't believe anything else, believe what you already seen me do before your very own eyes. And let me ask you a question again. Have you seen Jesus do some things in your life? Have you seen Jesus work some things out in your life that you knew you could not work out? Has he ever made a way for you? You know you couldn't get out of that way. You know it had to be God in that situation you were in. Come on, has he done anything for you? So he's saying, at least believe me for what I've already done and you've seen me do in your life. Verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he what? Do also. Who do? He that believeth. And greater works than these shall he do. Who is he? He that believeth. Because I go what? To the Father. But once again, he doesn't stop there. Look at verse 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be what? Glorified the Son. Who is he talking to? He's to who? To those that what? Believe. Whatsoever you ask will I do if you just what? Believe. Verse 14, and if you shall ask anything in my name, he says, I'll do it. Do it for who? He'll do it for anyone who will believe. God is trying to get somebody to activate to get the believing because why? There's power in believing. Why? Listen, believing brings forth endless possibilities. I'm saying it again. Believing brings forth what? Endless possibilities. We'll go to John 12, 32. Let's add this in as we close. John 13. John 12, 32. Do have any believers in the house? Come on, God's trying to take your believing to another level. Come on, we say we believe, but we don't truly believe. And God says, let's time out for that now. You got to start believing that I am who I say I am. And I can do what I say I can do. John 12, 32. Now, in this account, Certain Greeks came and they wanted to see Jesus. So they came to Philip request, requesting an audience with Jesus. And Philip and Andrew, they go and tell Jesus, and now the clear blue skies, they're getting ready to tell Jesus that these people want to see him. Jesus starts talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. Now I know the disciples were probably scratching their heads, being wondering, where did all this come from? All we did is ask him 
Does he want to see his people out here? Come on, say amen, somebody. See, he started talking about if a corn or wheat die, it will bring forth much fruit. Where did that come from? <laughs> then he says, if you love your life, lose it first. And if you hate your life in this world, you will keep it and have eternal life. Amen. And they're saying, we're hearing all this is because these Greeks want to see him. Then he talks about what he's about to go through. And then he says, Father, glorify your name. Then the father answered him so that all those around could hear. And they thought it was an angel speaking. But Jesus said once again, the reason you heard it wasn't for me, but for your sake. So Jesus says in verse 32, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw what? All men unto me. This he said signifying what death he should die. And the people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. How sayest thou the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Duh. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest what? Lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. Verse 36 but while you have the light, do what? Do what? Believe in the light. Tell your neighbor, believe in the light. Why? That you may be what? The children of light. And these things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Now I want you to look at verse 37 closely. Because it says, but though he had done, listen to this now. Though he had done so Many miracles before them, yet they believe not on him. Do you mean to tell me that people can see miracle after miracle, see blind eyes open, see the deaf raise, see deaf ears hear again, and still not believe on Jesus? See, that explains some things even when we see here. Come on, say amen. amen. See, God will show up Sunday after Sunday. Amen. The anointing will be in here strong, and people know it's the anointing of God in this room. People will get healed. We hear testimony after testimony of what happened in that service. That somebody said, God healed me in the service. But yet, people won't come back to church the next Sunday. Go figure. Oh, mama, shake it. But it's explained some things. Maybe not all, but some things. Because it says, even though he had done so many miracles before, miracles before them, yet they didn't believe. So miracles don't always equate into believing. Ain't that what he said? Look at verse 38. And that the saying of Isaiah, or Elias, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not what? Believe, because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their what? 
eyes and harden their what heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should what heal them come on they see it right before their eyes but they can't believe it because why they have hardened their heart to the word and they've hardened their heart towards Jesus and don't even know it maybe because of past experiences in church past experiences with church folk oh I'm preaching good maybe because all the stuff that they hear about preachers and faith, and faith healers and all the negative stuff for whatever reason they can see, they can see it but not believe it because of a hard heart towards the things of God. Amen. Well, I'm preaching good in here. Keep a marker here and go to Matthew 13, 14. Matthew 13, 14, because it explains what we just read. This is Matthew's account of, this, of the same passage that he just quoted in, in John. Are you there yet? Matthew 13, 14 says, And in them is what? Fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not what? Understand. And seeing you shall see, and not what? Perceive. He said, But this people is what? This people's what? Heart is wax grows. Their heart is what? Grass grows. I mean, it's so cloudy in here, they can't see anything, even though it's right before their eyes. And the ears are so are dull of hearing, and their eyes have what? Notice it says, and their ears are what? Dull of hearing. And it says, and their eyes. They. This say close. It says, they have clothes. They have clothes. And then it says, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and shall understand with their heart and should be converted, he said, I'll heal them. What has to happen to get me to believe? I have to open my eyes, not just my natural eyes, but my spiritual eyes. I have to hear, not with just my natural ears, but with my spiritual ears. Come on, say amen, somebody. And I have to understand with my heart, and listen, I have to understand my heart and not my mind. And I have to allow a conversion to take place so that I can believe again. Say this with me. Jesus, open my eyes. Jesus, open my ears. Jesus, Help me to understand with my heart, not my mind. And convert me so that I can believe like you want me to believe. See, the word converted means to cause to return. It means to bring back to the love and obedience of God. It means to turn oneself about. It means to turn back. It means to return, turn back, come back. In other words, Lord, help me to return to believing you again. Yeah. 
Believe in the love you have for me so that I can believe the unbelievable and receive the impossible. Why? Because unless you believe again, you cannot receive your healing. Now go back to John 12, 41. That's why he's got to get you to believe again. Believe again. Believe again. Believe in those things that I told you years ago. Believe in the vision and dreams I showed you. I showed you them vision vision and dreams for a reason and a purpose, not for you to drop because it didn't come when you wanted them to come. It's for his appointed time, not yours. And when his time is right, his time is right. John 12, 41. Again, it says, these things say, he says, when he saw his glory and spake of him. Look at verse 42. Listen to this now. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many what? But look at this. Many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they be put out the church. For why? For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Oh, Lord. But look at Jesus' response. And I don't believe that he was really a, he was really a mild-mannered man when he replied to what he just seen. It sounds to me like he was kind of a little upset because it said Jesus cried he wasn't crying tears folks <laughs> he was yelling at them he cried and said he that believeth me on me believeth not on me but on him that sent me he that seeth me seeth him that sent me I am come a light into the world and whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. In other words, whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. He's talking about those that even though they believed, but yet they were in the closet about what they believed. They were what we call the closet Christians. <laughs> And he's saying, come out of the dark and let people know who I am and what I did before your eyes. Get delivered from people and get delivered from religion. Then he says, and if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but I came to what? Save the world. So he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words has one that judgeth him, and the word that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day. He says, I'm not going to judge you, but there is someone that's going to judge you. Who is that? God himself is going to judge you. But what are you going to be judged about? I'm going to be judged on what I believe. 
and what I was willing to confess before unbelievers. Are you listening to me out here? God is saying, it's time for you to come public. It's time for you to come public on what you believe. It's time out for being a closet Christian and being in darkness where nobody knows you're a Christian but you. Because you talk like they do. You act like they do. You cuss like they do. You smoke like they do. You drink like they do. You party like they do. You fornicate like they do. It's time to believe. Get your hands to the Lord. It's time to believe. It's time to believe. It's time to come out. Come on and confess what you believe. Let the world know that I am a believer. Let the, know, let the world know that I believe my God can heal me. My God can deliver me. And watch them see God turn situations around in your life. Because you believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God already told you he's turning things around. Come on, he said he's turning things around. But see, people can walk out of here and still not believe he turned it around because they still see it when they leave out the door. So they said, that's just some words that Miss Walker, you know, she's probably in the, you know, some ozone somewhere. And because they didn't truly believe. When they went out there and seen the same thing happen in their life, the same challenges still going on in their life. They said, I don't believe what she said, God said. So they, guess what? No Zoe life. Did God want you to have Zoe life? Did God want you to receive that word? He said he's turning things around. The question is, do you believe it? Come on, say he's turning it around. Come on, it's turning around. Come on, say it's turning around. Come on, say it's turning around. Come on, say it's turning around. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Hold on, man.